Hello everyone, it's 11 o'clock. My name is Nicole and this is Live Love Lux Live. So, I love live. I got bit by the live bug on Monday and then I went live again on Wednesday and now I'm going live on Friday. Yes. So I think this is going to be what I do from now on. One, it's it's a win-win because on the one hand, if nobody shows up, I've recorded my show for the week. In fact, I've recorded three shows this week and people did show up. So, so it's a win-win. So um, I got some music on in the background. Um, I'm, I'm chilling. And we're going to talk about today's subject. Well, let me introduce myself before we go on to this subject matter. My name is Nicole. I'm a certified law of attraction life coach, which means absolutely nothing. Or it means absolutely everything, depending on where you're standing, where you're, how you're thinking about things. But uh, I follow the law of attraction. I've been doing life coaching for about a year. I've been doing podcasting almost a year in November. And um, I talk about manifesting and creating your reality, changing your life through manifesting in the law of attraction. Uh, it's something that is personal to me because I have literally with intense focus on doing the process have changed my life. Um, I've manifested all sorts of things this year. I've totally blown my own mind. And um I say that with uh, with no humbleness whatsoever, um, that it works. And I really want to share it with other people because I was living in misery. I was uh, feeling as if my life had no meaning. Why was I here? Everything was turning out wrong. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. The name of the show today is why your 3D reality is trash and how to change it. So why your 3D reality is trash. So as I was describing my own life, things aren't working out. Um, I don't have any money. This was last year and the previous years before that. Don't have any money. Things were working out. My love life sucked. Um, I was just in a state where I was just totally depressed and I just couldn't figure a way out. And I imagine because talking to other people, there were other people experiencing this, other people go through this. I mean, you just have to watch the news and it's all kinds of bad stuff that happens. And I just wanted to change things. I just was like, what, what's going to make a difference? And I'm not, the law of attraction it was not new to me last year. Um, I've actually heard about it, I don't know, about 10, 15 years ago and like looked into it, but then got bored with it. And then I just came back around. I think I was probably watching something on YouTube and I was like, oh, you know what? I've got time. <laughs> I can, I can put, like, what else do I have to lose? I, I can put some energy into this and see if it works. And it, it did turn out and work. But I hate to sound cliche, matter of fact about it because when I talk to people, when I coach people, um, that's kind of the first thing that I get from people is like, you know, oh, how does that work? That just doesn't sound 
realistic. So what I try to do is I try to make it so that people can understand what they need to do, how they need to do, um, hello, <laughs> what they need to do, how they need to do it, and, and, and make changes, you know? It doesn't work all the time. When I first started, everything that I tried to manifest didn't work. And I, I still have things that I work on, you know? And, but I've learned so much about myself. So I like to tell stories. And I, as I was working on this show, hello, Rogi. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Um, as I, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to talk about some good stuff. I hope you stay and listen. Um, I was doing some research for the show and I came across this guy. His name is Frayne Selak. Now I've never heard of him before. He is uh, titled the world's unluckiest man, and he is, in fact, still alive. He's 91 years old. Now, what makes him unlucky? This guy has an amazing story. Apparently, he cheated death seven times. And you can find this. this I'm reading this straight from Wikipedia. You can find this on Wikipedia about him. And, you know, if there's people who say he did something, then there's like a site that also says Eh, that may not be true, but I'm, if he cheated death once, I'm good. I, I, I believe him, right? So, um, cause a lot of people don't cheat death. So, <laughs> so, um, his story goes, it starts off, like I said, he's 91 years old. So he's managed to survive this far. Uh, he's, he's from Croatia and his story starts in 1960 to 1962. Is, have you guys ever seen the movie Unbreakable? This is, it's very similar, you know, uh, Bruce Willis. This is one of my favorite movies, by the way, but his story is similar. And he was riding a train, cold rainy canyon. The train flipped off the tracks, crashed in a river. Uh, someone actually pulled him to safety, but 17 of the other passengers drowned. He walked away with a broken arm and some hypothermia. The next year, <laughs> on his only, one and only plane ride, he was blown out of the plane door, landed in a haystack while the other, while 19 other people died. And then three years after that, see, I'm done after this. I'm not leaving my house at this point. You know, a plane, a train uh, derailment, a plane crash. I'm done. I'm just sitting in the house chilling because there's no reason for me to leave at this point. But no, no, he's, he, he pushes on. So three years after that. 1966, a bus that he was riding in skidded off the road into a river. Four people drowned. He swam to the shore with some cuts and bruises. Then in 1970, his car caught on fire. As he was driving, he managed to escape. Three years after that, he had another car accident, fuel pump, all the hair burned off. But other than that, he was good. Again, like I said, I'd still be in the house at this point. I'm not leaving. I'm not driving. I'm not doing anything. But he, he pushes on. And then he, in 1995, it's not even funny. I shouldn't laugh. He was struck by a bus. In 1996, he eluded a head-on collision with the United Nations truck on a mountain curve by swerving into a guardrail. He was ejected from the car. Flew, uh, the car door flew open. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And he, he managed to live. So he is called the unluckiest man, right? But I, I beg to differ. I think he's the luckiest man alive because he survived all that. And then as if reward, right? In 2003, he won the lottery. 
a million dollars. I get he's from Croatia, so it's like a million. I don't know what that would be in U.S. dollars. Oh, it's it's a million U.S. dollars. So he won the lottery, but then he ended up giving it away because he lives a frugal life. What a what a great guy! After all that blessings, right? So unluckiest guy, right? Here, here's my story. Here's why I bring it up. Here's why I talk about it when I say why your 3D reality is trash and how to change it. Um, like I said, after the first and second accident, I'd probably be done. I probably would not even leave my house. Um, but he obviously with a gray cloud and the sun shining on him, you know, lived his life, survived seven accidents, won the lottery and is still alive today to talk about it. Reality is how you think about it because you can be the unluckiest guy in the world or you can be the luckiest guy in the world. And I, I would say he's the luckiest guy in the world because he managed to survive all that. And when we're talking about manifestation and the law of attraction, it's all about what your perspective is. It's all how you see your world and your reality. You know, I was trying to be provocative by saying why you're, oh, you want to ask me something. We'll talk later, Rohit. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I would say that, you know, it's all about your perspective and how you look at it. You can be, you can look at it as if you're unlucky or you can look at it as if you're lucky. Um, it's all in how you spin your daily circumstances. The thing is, is that I feel like, I feel like why do people, why do people tend to focus on the negative? Why do people tend to see their their world from a negative point of view, negative perspective? Um, I think sometimes we're, we were programmed what we think of things in a negative way. We, you know, we if our parents are negative, I mean, I mean, I think there's a number of reasons why. I mean, we get proof that negative negativity is the way to go. And that's that's the way we go. But. If your reality is showing up in a way that you don't like, then you have to change it. You have to take you have to take the chance that it can be better. You know, I've always been an eternal optimist when it comes to how I look at my reality. I've, I've looked at it in the sense of um, let me get to the end of the story. Oh, thanks for the hand clap. <laughs> let me get to the end of the story. Right. Because. Everything can't go wrong. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here. Part of it is what you talk about and how you talk about it. And I think I would be doing a disservice to myself and to anyone who listens to this by telling you my sob story, because I know that everybody has a story. Everybody has a situation that they're fighting out of. And it's our it's I wouldn't in acknowledging each other's story. We we gain uh you know, a connection, but also we share that and spread that misery. We spread that misery across the board with everyone. So first things first, right? Self-talk and affirmations. Okay. How's that work? It's, it sounds corny. It sounds cliche. It's something that people, you know, it doesn't take that much to do, but it's so important to examine how we talk to ourselves. How do we 
how do we, you know, so for example, you know, I do something stupid, or I trip or I break something and, and then I curse myself, right? Why? Everybody makes mistakes. Why, why, do, why is that, you know, give myself a pat on the back, right? So you got to figure, you got to change how you talk to yourself. You got to change how you perceive yourself. You got to change how you view yourself. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You're not ugly. You're beautiful. You know, even if you don't necessarily believe these things to be true initially, just start saying it just for the, the heck of it. Because, you know, everything we tell ourselves we're stupid and we're not stupid. Right. But we, we, we punish ourselves when we do something wrong. Why not praise ourselves? Right. Why not turn it around so that we get the benefit of seeing ourselves in a better light? I mean, really. We're just talking to ourselves anyway throughout the day. In our heads, when we're going through our day, we're rehashing memories and we're rehashing events and rehashing emotions. Why not rehash something that's going to promote you forward? You know, there's so much evidence that supports positive self-talk and affirmations. And it's such a simple thing. I mean, I started with, let's see. Do you, okay, if you can share, if you want to, what you're feeling after listening to my sound, you can share. I'm, I don't mind. But, um, I guess what I, I guess what I want to say is lift yourself up, promote yourself, look at yourself in a better light, give yourself a break, stop beating yourself up. Uh, I mean, I think that's the first thing. How I got started is I used to do post it notes, everything, Everything that I could possibly want to change about my life, love about my life, whatever, I would make a post to note for. And I just stuck on, at this point, I was like primarily in my car, um, going to my job, um, cause I clean. That's part of something that I do and I enjoy doing. And I would put them all around my car <laughs> and I would, you know, I would, it, I would look, if I had to look out the, the passenger side window, there'd be a post in that, that said, you know, people love you and adore you. Um, you're, people think you're brilliant. If I had to look in my rear view mirror, I had a post a note up there that said, you, you know, uh, people value your products and services. People want to buy your products. If, um, if you, um, if I, uh, um, anything, I had it all in my car and I used to drive for about an hour back and forth to my, the location where I worked at. And I would just look around and see what was, you know, I mean, I would just look around and I would, it would be positive stuff because when you look at something, you're going to read it. So I started that way and then I moved away from that. And then I just started like meditating and thinking and telling myself stuff. And then I created my own um, like MP3 with me talking to myself. And then what I noticed is that as I started to do this, I started when I didn't have, when things went wrong in my reality, instead of beating myself up, I would, I would say positive things to myself. And, you know, and also I started to see the evidence of my post-it notes in my reality. I mean, almost to the tune of, like, I would say, people tell me I'm brilliant. I would go somewhere, I would talk to somebody, 
and, you know, tell them something, you know, whatever. And they'd be like, oh, that's brilliant. Ding. And every time something manifests in my reality, no matter how small, I would, I would give myself a ding because I'm corny like that. But because I wanted to keep track of it. I wanted to keep track of my successes because I, like I said, I was at, when I started this whole process, I was at the lowest point and I was like, what the heck? I might as well try it. So you got to keep track of it. You got to kind of uh, keep score of your wins and losses. Uh, no, I'm I am not married. I'm divorced. I do have a son now. But um, yeah, no, I think I think it's important to talk positive to yourself. That's my first suggestion. Okay, so my second suggestion is you got to stop complaining about your life. You got to stop talking about it. You got to stop like, you know, I, I, I used to like sit around with several people and it would be like, you know, the bad luck story club. And it's like, oh, what's going wrong in your life? Okay, let me tell you. And as you're just talking, you can just feel, you can just feel it. But I think there's actually, I think we also get like a positive buzz out of going negative sometimes like commiserating with people we get a sense of connection and unity with people but we gotta find another way to do that you know so you gotta talk about like like positive things what's going right in your life and you have to celebrate and reward people when they come to you with good news and when they come to you with bad news you know find a way to get out of that conversation politely nicely gently But you don't need that in your life either. You don't need to listen to someone else's sob story. Now, for example, you know, I'm going to school to be a therapist and I do life coaching. So, yeah, I have to listen to people's stories, but that's because I want to help people. So, you know, my goal in listening to somebody, you know, kind of unload is to help them turn it around and change their perspective on it. Um, it's not to commiserate. And even here, like I said, I, I don't even want to share like all the different things that's gone wrong in my life, because what would be the point only to show you the contrast of this is how I was living to this is how I live now. So, you know, it, there's got to be a purpose or a point to it. And even still, you can always find a positive spin, just like Mr. Frayne, unluckiest man, you know, he could be either be the, the world's unluckiest man or he could be the world's luckiest man. It's de- It depends on the perspective that you present. You know, he could probably sit up and talk about, oh, my God, I almost lost my life seven times. Or he can say, oh, my God, I survived seven accidents, you know. So it's all in how you position things. So um, that brings me to my next point, which is start seeing things differently. I have a previous show uh, that I did at the beginning of the whole COVID-19 pandemic called Change Your Relationship to Reality, because it was really difficult in how in how to talk about a global pandemic, because we talk about the uh, we talk about how you're creating your own reality here. But what do you do? when your reality seems to be creating itself. I, I can't imagine that any one of us would be sitting here thinking that um, we would create something like COVID-19, right? But in this case, I would use a different technique where I would change my relationship to my reality. 
and you control the things that you can control and the things that you don't understand, you leave that open. Because even me coming on here trying to, you know, talk about the law of attraction and manifestation, really, Rohit, all these broken hearts? <laughs> no! No, tell me something good. I want to hear something good from you. I don't want to see any broken hearts, please. But, um, you know, changing your relationship to, to to your reality is taking control of the things that you, how, that you can conceivably control, right? You take control of that aspect. And the things that you don't understand, you don't know how they manifested, you know, wisdom, understanding will come. I don't sit here as an expert. I sit here as a student. I sit here as a person on a journey. I sit here as someone who observes life and observes people and, you know, tries to make sense of it all. I sit here as someone who are taking ancient principles of manifesting and, you know, how the, how we create our own realities and how we, how we define our relationships. I sit here as somebody who's observing but I'm in, I'm in constant reflection of everything. I mean, even in this year's time, I've gone, I have changed how I, you know, when I came into this whole process and I learned the first things that I learned um, and the first techniques and the first suggestions that I took from other people, I've changed in a year's time. I've changed to things that make more sense to me. I've changed, um, you know, and how and what in my own processes. I don't do the same things that I did initially when I first started out. So it's important that we be open. And and I think that's the wisest thing that you can do is open your mind, open your heart, you know, open up um, to the idea that you don't know everything. It's funny, I have um, seven-year-old twins and they think they know everything already, you know? So even to the point as if I tell them something, they're questioning me, like, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, who are you to be questioning me in your little seven-year-old body, right? But that's the thing. In in many respects, we are like that as well, where we're going out here talking about how much we know about a subject, but we really don't, we really are scratching the surface on most things. We don't know. You know, we don't really know the nature of reality. We know what's been presented to us. We know that we, what we can quantify in our limited ways. But there's things, vast things that are unexplainable and probably will remain that way until as a, a, a human, uh, you know, as a human consciousness, we are in a position to understand what we're looking at, what we're truly seeing. I mean, it amazes me. Uh, with how science and technology has grown, even in my lifetime, you know, I'm 43 years old. And I, I remember a time, you know, where computers were, were huge, you know, now we walk around with a computer in our pocket. And it's, it's silly, but think in 40 years, you know, there are things that my seven-year-old daughters will, don't even understand you know, they don't even have access to like CDs and cassettes and VHS tapes and stuff like that. They don't even understand, you know, they don't even have a conceptualization for. And 
that's, I believe that's the same thing with consciousness. I mean, there are certain principles that you see over and over, certain patterns of things that you see over and over again. But then there are things that we don't understand, like how time works. You know, I, I took a nap recently and I felt like I had been asleep for days and I woke up and only 15 minutes had passed. How does that work, right? <laughs> you know, and I know there's people who have theories on how that works, but honestly, nobody really knows how it works. Nobody could say time works this way. It's it's all enveloping, right? So you still didn't tell me anything good, Rohit. I want a good question or a good comment instead of all these broken hearts, because you know that's not my intention. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you're going to change the way you, you're going to start seeing things differently. Okay. If your 3D reality is trash, then it's not trash. It's treasure. Flip it. Think about all the things that you've overcome. Think about all the things that you, you know, thank goodness I wasn't, you know, in this place at this time. Right. You know, you have to start thinking of your wins. You got up and you breathed today. That's a win because there's thousands of people who didn't get up today you know you can walk you can talk you can think i mean you have to go basic with this stuff if you're if you're feeling that bad about your reality sometimes you have to go extremely basic with it in order to overcome in order to win right so start seeing things differently when people leave your life it's a good thing sometimes. Sometimes they were more stressed than it's worth, right? When people come into your life, it's a good thing, you know? Uh, when, if you get fired, that's a hard one. I've been fired once, not a good feeling. And it took me a couple of years to process that, <laughs> you know, to process it and be like, okay, I can see the benefit of why getting fired was, you know, beneficial. But, ah, oh, gosh, nobody likes rejection, but sometimes rejection is what promotes creativity. I have to tell you, some of my most creative moments in my life have come as a result of re being rejected. You know, being rejected, sometimes being being in a, a relationship with someone, they take your focus off of your individual desires and, and uh, goals. And then when you break up, if they dump you or for some reason you part ways, you're able to return and you maybe you're able to even bring more clarity to what you want to do, what you're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, I mean, it's all in how you look at it. You're not going to ask me any good questions, Rodi. You're just going to give me a bunch of broken hearts, huh? Come on, get, tell me, tell, let's talk. Tell, what do you think about what I'm saying? What do you think about... Um, what do you think about how to flip your reality? If you're, if you think your reality is going south, how do you turn it around? You got any suggestions? Hmm? How can we turn this around? Oh, you're quiet now. I hear you. I hear you. You're sad. Don't be sad. This is a good thing. We're going to be great friends. Don't be sad. No reason to be sad. Right? Really? Really? Yes. Yes. You're going to have to type faster. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to my, um, what I'm talking about. So, 
Okay, so here's another technique. Here's another suggestion. Change your definitions, okay? Um, this is what I like to call um, flipping the script a little bit. So if you change your definitions of what is success, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. If you change your definition of what success is, what it means to you, or what what a success is for you, you can sometimes get to your goal a little bit faster. So what do I mean by that? So um, this really, oh my gosh, not me at all. I cannot, I cannot agree with you on that. How? How am I selfish? Tell me. You don't know me very well. You wouldn't say that if you knew me. Believe me. But if you change your definitions, this is one of my classics. So I would, I've been, no, not at all, not at all. Um, I've been self-employed. I've had some sort of side hustle, small business for the last 20 years. And um, the reason, I have, I'm a firm believer in multiple streams of income. You have to have multiple streams of income because I learned the hard way what happens when you only have one stream of income. When you only have one stream of income, if for some reason that stream dries up, you are out of luck. And what do you do? Because it's not that easy to find another job. You know, it's not that easy to restart a business or start a new business. But if you have multiple things going at the same time, then if one stream dries up, you still have two, three, four, five, six other streams coming in, you know? So I started, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a very, I don't know. That's a heavy question. Um, okay. So if you, let's say, for example, you have a job, you have your main job, the thing that, you know, with your benefits, whatever you have that, then you should start something else, just anything else. I mean, in, in the United States, we have like you know, multi-level marketing things where, um, or direct selling, you know, like Avon or Mary Kay or Tupperware or whatever. You could start, you could start doing that. You could start making something. Maybe you're a good cook. So you start cooking on the side. Maybe you do crafts. Maybe you knit. Maybe you crochet. Anything just to start a second stream. And then you want to start doing things that bring in income themselves i think the um in a future show we'll talk about how to create multiple streams but overall even if you're creating multiple streams you still have to have um you still have to have a optimistic positive perspective of what you're doing if you're offering a service let's say you offer skill you know because one of my skills is i do i do websites so if I'm offering that skill, I need customers. So I make my intentions. <laughs> okay. I make my intentions based off of what I want to bring into my world. So if I want to, um, if I need more customers, you know, I intend to have more customers. I attract more customers. 
I have, uh, you know, I help people. I provide value to people. I change people's businesses. I change people's lives. Whatever, whatever I want, I flip the script. And I'm always, you know, even when I was fired, even when I lost my job, you know, okay, yeah, I'm unemployed. No, I'm self-employed. I'm always self-employed because I'm always providing some sort of service or some sort of product to someone. And that's what I learned. When you see yourself in a better light, you do better and other people will see you the way you see yourself. So if you see yourself as someone who is not successful, someone who's not making it, someone who's not doing what they need to do, then that's how other people are going to perceive you. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's funny that, um, you know, to be in a particular situation and, you know, you think that you're fooling people and then someone calls you out on what your real perspective is. Um, oh, wow. That's interesting. I'm glad that they're happy. You know, I mean, I think that's a good thing. And, and that's not my, it's not my belief that that couldn't work. It's just more or less, um, more or less, uh, I don't know. I, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. The, the, uh, later though so i i i don't understand because we just we just met so <laughs> but um yeah so so in flipping the script and changing your definition definitions you're going to start with how you define yourself who are you what are you i'm a writer you know and I, i'm a mother i'm a writer i'm an entrepreneur these are the things that i define for myself I'm a creator, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a, you know, I'm a creator. I am um, all these or not all these things, but simply these things. And I create, I either create content through a podcast or I create content through writing or I create products. I create food for my family. Um, I create uh, compassion. I'm a creator. That is my role in this world. You know, that and that's self-defined role because 10 years ago, my role might have been real estate. might have been a realtor. I might have been a, a banker or what have you. But today, my role is as a creator because I see myself. I've defined myself differently. And if you feel like your 3D reality is trash and it might be that that's the way you're defining yourself and that's the way your reality is showing up as a reflection of how you see yourself you know it's helpful to just be able to step out of your your own self if you can step out of your own consciousness and take a look at who you are who you really are sometimes you're going to see things that you don't want to see but ultimately you're going to see things about yourself that you never really recognize. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's the biggest gift that manifesting in the law of attraction gives. The biggest gift is that it gives us the ability to see ourselves. <laughs> it gives us, it gives us the ability to see ourselves as powerful, as in control of something, even if we're not really fully in control of it, just I don't want to necessarily contradict what I said before. But um, no, it gives us the power to see ourselves in a different light, flipping the script, becoming 
the the uh, the person who is directing things as opposed as, as opposed to being the person who is directed. And that's the responsibility that you have to take for your 3D reality, particularly if it's trash. I would even go as far as to saying that your 3D reality is trash because you won't take responsibility for your reality. You won't take responsibility for your choices and for your role in your own story. It's a lot easier to blame other people or to give other people power over you and what's happening in your life. I mean, yeah, we might complain about it, but the truth is, is I even, I, I did it recently. I did it recently. It was so funny and I had to catch myself, but it's so easy to just say, oh, you know what? Somebody did something to me. Well, maybe you allowed it to happen. Maybe you attracted it. Maybe you wanted it to happen. And that, you know what I mean? There are so many different ways you can go with this. And there's so many different uh, ways you can go against it. But I think ultimately taking responsibility for what's going on in your trash reality is a big step in turning it around. But it kind of goes along with what I'm saying. You got to change your definitions. You got to flip the script. So moving along, I would say the next thing is educate yourself. Don't be a dummy. You know, <laughs> you know, we don't know everything. Uh, yes, being a victim. Amen. Yep, exactly. Right. But educating yourself goes a long way. You know, it, it's amazing what, you know, reading something. I mean, I don't know how many people open books anymore, but you know, if you, even if you're opening it on your Kindle, but it's amazing how ignorant people keep themselves. Um, and you know, I've learned so much. I'm an avid reader. I liked, I really enjoy reading. Um, but it's allowed me not only to educate myself, but it's allowed me to be compassionate for other people's circumstance. And you get to do so in your, the privacy of your own home. It's not like you have to be out with people talking and listening to their story. You can read someone's biography and you can get a sense of what they went through because you're visualizing their life in your mind. Now, sometimes you don't want to do that either because it gets too real. But if you're trying to expand, right, become more a compassionate person, understand yourself even better. Reading is fundamental. Reading is a good thing, a good place to start educating yourself. Now, right now, at this point in my life, I'm reading a lot of like self-development stuff. I'm reading a lot of things like, you know, um, some of the old things like Thinking Grow Rich and stuff. And then some of the newer things, like I mentioned in the previous live of uh, reality transurfing. Um, I, again, I already mentioned I read a lot of Neville Goddard. Um, but I'm reading more stuff about consciousness and reality and changing reality and psychology. I'm reading a lot of psychology stuff, too, because. I mean, life is psychology. Life is all about how you think about things. And even understanding other people is basically understanding how they think about things. So educating yourself, it helps you. It helps you understand your relationship to other people. It helps. Um, I think it helps. It gives you compassion. So here's my, well, I've got two more tips left. And I think these are the two most important tips, right? The, the first thing is 
Oh no, you can't do that. You can't do that, Rohit. You can't scare people away. I need more guests. I need more people to talk to me, okay? <laughs> but um okay, so the most the the two things I think are most important in why your 3D reality is trash and how to change it is you gotta go from belief to knower, okay? This is probably I would say a higher level um, idea, right? Because a lot of people just live in belief, right? I believe this, I believe that. I mean, and the people, I would say the less savvy people among us, they don't have any substantiation for their beliefs. They just believe because whatever, someone told them something. But if you really want to, what I would say, transmute your energy, become different, really change, who you are and change reality. You have to trust yourself, okay? You have to trust your gut. I I, I think your gut is the biggest director of what you need to do in your life than anything else, anything out of your head. You have to be able to say, okay, I may not have all the information about a particular thing, but I know this is the right thing to do. I know I should follow this direction as opposed to that direction. I know, I know this is right for me. I know this is what I want. Because let's break it down. If you are the creator of your own reality, okay? If you buy into that, if you believe this um, for whatever reason, and you're the one who's directing it all, then you're belief in it, so to speak, is more of a knowing because you created it. You set up the circumstances. So for example, if I, if I, my intention is to become a millionaire, okay, well then I already know it to be true. Okay. I know I'm a millionaire. Maybe 3D hasn't, it hasn't come into my reality 3D yet, but I know it. I know that's in my future. I know that's where I'm going because I identify with the idea of being a millionaire. If, I mean, it's just like me being a writer. I know I'm a writer. Who's going to tell me otherwise? Of course I'm a writer. I'm a writer. But I knew I was a writer before I wrote my first book, before I published my first book. I was, I was a writer, you know, because I write. I do the things that writers do, but I, it's knowing, you know, it's like knowing your own name. You know who you are. I know who I am. I don't believe I'm Nicole. I know I'm Nicole, right? I'm talking to myself. I told you in our my first live movie, I have no problem talking to myself. <laughs> I can hold many conversations with myself. Also, I'm recording this for the podcast, so it's going to go playback. And get, I do have people that listen to the um, podcast on playback. So I like to go live because I like to be able to talk to people, meet wonderful people like yourself. But um, I'm used to this talking to myself thing. So I'm pretty good at it. I can go for days, really. So, but you know yourself. You have to know yourself. I mean, you have to know about things. You don't believe them, you know them. That's part of bringing them into your reality. Because if you know, then it's going to come to you automatically. It's going to work its way into your reality somehow, some way, because it's supposed to be there. Because you're creating all this. You are the operant power. You're the one who is bringing it into being. And don't get scared by that. 
don't let that scare you away from creating what you want because you can create enough bad things you know you believe that you would accept what does that mean i don't understand i don't understand that but you can create enough bad things why don't you start creating good things right so my final tip technique suggestion knowing if you will is that you have to focus on what you want oh i see maybe i would i don't know um focus on what you want okay so a lot of times we know what we don't want we can tell you what we this is my favorite metaphor so to speak is you know i can tell you a million things i don't want for dinner but can i tell you one thing that i do want and when you put it like that you have to look at it in the sense of what do you want do you want to be poor do you want to be sick do you want to be lonely do you want to be isolated do you want to be sad do you want to be um you know any of those things i i I would imagine most people's answer is no they don't want most of those things most people want they want the good life they want the best life they want they want a reality that that they see in the movies you know they want um they want to be in control they want to direct things so you have to focus on that vision you have to be able to visualize and see that that's where you're going that's your future right so focusing is the most important thing it's more important than any of the other things that i mentioned because those are all you know physical things that you can do but um you have to you have to focus on what you really want i hear you rohit i hear you but um it's important we start off a lot of times focusing on what we don't want you know wanting to change we come to this world of law of attraction of manifestation wanting to uh, you know get rid of the misery we want to cut off the pain we want to be happy again Um, but we end up focusing on what we don't want and we get more of it and the the key is and once i kind of learned how to do this is remembering what the, the good things that we want oh no don't say that that's not true but um, that's the important thing. So I'm just going to back over it briefly. You want to focus on what you want. You want to be a knower, not a believer, a knower. You want to educate yourself, right? Uh, you want to uh, change your definitions that you have for yourself. Flip the script. Change the story around. I mean, get comfortable with, uh, you know, telling yourself something that may not necessarily be true until it becomes true. Uh, you want to change, you you want to stop whining with others. No more wine and cheese with your friends. Only talk about good things and positive things and only ask for good things and positive things from other people. Change how you talk about yourself. Use affirmations and positive self-talk. It works. Um, catch yourself. Catch yourself and just start over. Every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment. Anytime you're going in a 
anytime you're going in a positive direction, you can change things. So this is why your 3D reality is trash. And I just gave you several ways how to change it. I introduced you to Mr. Frayne Selak, who is 91 years, the world's unluckiest man. But I actually consider him the world's luckiest man because he survived seven collisions of different types, <laughs> different types of transportation. And then he won the lottery. He's already done more than most of us, right? So um, that's the show. My name is Nicole. This has been Live Love Lux. I have a website. It's LiveLoveLux.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I am on Facebook. I'm on Tumblr. I'm on Pinterest. Just look up Live Love Lux and you will find me there. I'm on most podcasting platforms, including Podbean.com, which is where we're at today. Um, you can listen to me anywhere. So just look me up if you have questions. I'm not... I am not actively taking new clients for coaching, but I do answer questions and I do have conversations. Reach out to me through my website. I would be happy to talk to you about manifesting the law of attraction. Um, and look for me live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so far on Podbean, alive at 11. I will be here every night, or not every night, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 p.m. Uh, going to 12 p.m or a little bit shorter, depending on how much content I have. <laughs> so thank you for joining me, Rohi. I love your support. I really appreciate you coming out and showering me with hearts. I didn't see them as broken hearts. I saw them as loving hearts. <laughs> so we will talk um, and uh, 